Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, Talking World Baseball, Classic Baseball, because the games have been awesome. So let's talk about them. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by SeatGeek. Code John Boy Preseason helps you out there. It's March 20th. We are 10 days away from opening day, 11 days away from opening day. But spring training's kind of taking a backseat to the World Baseball Classic because Team USA is putting on a show. They are right now waiting to see who they're going to play in the championship game, which is exciting. And I'm excited to chat about it with Jake and Trev. And BBD, who's behind the dish. Jake, how you doing? James, Travis, Davis. Uh, excited to get back in the mix. Uh, WBC has been fun. Huge sports weekend. Are you kidding me? A little March Madness. A little St. Pat's for those who celebrate. Shout out to all our Irish listeners. Um, and yeah, man. WBC has been, uh, has been a hot in the streets topic on the interstate. It's been a fun in the streets topic. Uh, just to watch, man. Uh, go Cardinals, I guess. Our TPP just came out about them. And, man, they uh, they put on a little show last night for us. Trev, how are you doing out there? I'm doing great, guys. For me, it's more go Phillies and Trey Turner. Mm. You know I love the Phillies. You know I love Trey Turner. I've been on that bandwagon for a long time. Uh, it's been so fun to watch. I got to watch the games up in Utah. That's my friend's place up there. And I had all of our group sitting around watching the WBC and they all loved it. The games have been so good. Um, I'm, I, I, I want Japan us. I want that. That's what I want. Do you think I'm going to get it? I don't know. Yeah. I think you're going to get it. Japan's looks pretty good. Mexico looks great too. Yeah, they do. But Japan's pitching depth is crazy. Yeah. And that's been the biggest dance for all these teams is to navigate the pitching. DeRosa's got like a nightmare of navigation on his hands. It, yes. Yesterday. Was I, I want to start there because he has, Killed it, man. Because when he first got announced as manager, I talked to like a couple of baseball players. They're like, I don't know about that. Like, that, I think we need somebody that's like been around the block a little bit more. Um, but he's done great. And I think he's kind of like galvanized the team. He's got them all kind of like, you know, like understanding the mission. And you're right, dude. He's, he's hamstrung by, you know, restrictions and you can't pitch back to back. There's pitch counts, all this stuff, but he's, he's made it work. The whole coaching staff is crazy like it's really when i was watching the quarterfinal game it was starting to sink in like andy pettit goes out to the mound visit like, yeah. okay. it's just funny that they're like legends of the game but not coaches full-time i'm sure they have taught their skills and mentored younger players and all that but you know griffey hitting in the cage and them all watching him that's so cool so to see. awesome pettit doing his thing uh who else there was someone else that was floating around that i couldn't remember there's a guy behind Trey Turner when he hit his grand slam in the dugout that I, uh, kind of a chunkier guy that I knew. Who yeah. was that? Do you know it? I like that guy. No, he's my idol, <laughs> but I don't know who he is. Yeah, I think Perfect. he's, I think he is an ex ball player of some sort that I couldn't place his name. But yeah, the coaching staff is, is wild. And then the, the hamstringness of how he has to do relievers and not relievers is crazy, crazy as well. Uh, but shout out to my guy, Cedric Mullins, who got his, uh, <gasps> yes. at bat last night and popped a homer because that's what he does. Shout out. Yeah. Um, More exciting. Most exciting Oriole ever. In the last wow. 10 years, four years. JJ Hardy? No, he's not exciting, but he's oh. steady. You marry him. Steady. Steady JJ. Yeah. DeRose's job is end of the day because we're going to talk about some WBC. You know, the USA, we have a high standard. We, you know, we created the game. So we kind of we got that leg up. Um, yeah, it's kind of like if they go out and win it, we'll be like, Shake Mark DeRosa's hand. Good good job, fellow American. Welcome. Uh, if they lose, it's like, DeRosa <laughs> ran the team into the ground. Uh, and, yeah, some of the pitching stuff was really unique. I mean, that 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 Canada, was it the Canada blowout where they would have, run, like, run out of pitching? Um, and then last night, yeah, they need the Cardinals to come up big, and they went, Wayno, Wayno to Maiko. Is that what they say? Wayno to Maiko. Wayno to Maiko and never nine Arenado and Goldo. Um, so, yeah. And, dude, I, 
All right, I I know we're about to like fully sink our teeth in, but the Cardinals. How how often do we talk about the Cardinals and like who they think they are as an organization and who they kind of are? Like you know, they're one of the best run organizations in baseball, probably sports. And I thought it was funny because we're we're doing and we're about to do a conversation about the World Baseball Classic and worried about injuries and should guys be participating and all of that. The Cardinals, the Devil Magic Cardinals, who are one of the best organizations, sent the most players to the WBC. I think it was 17. I thought the Angels sent the most. Cardinals Cardinals beat them out in the end. So I I think that says something. I, I think that says something as we start to head into that conversation. They put on a show. Trey Turner's American hero. Trey Turner's performance reminds me of TJ Oshie. We're like mm. on the biggest oh. stage. Remember that shootout, TJ Oshie versus Team Canada, where like non, non-hockey non fans all of a sudden, and then TJ Oshie got like commercial deals. He was doing like subway commercials and all these things because he was an American sports uh, hero from the Olympics. And man, some of these players like Turner or um, there was, um, oh, there's talking about Newt Bar on Team Japan is about to yeah. get like endorsement deals forever because he is just beloved in Japan right now. There's bigger opportunities than the World Baseball Classic trophy or winning it for these players, not to get into the the wrong reasons to go there. But if you want to put your name on the main stage, it is a global audience that MLB does not have. Which is Randy's going to get some, some Mexican endorsements out there the way he's been playing, like most likely. He already has. I think he's already been. I mean, he publicly plead, pleaded the president of Mexico to make him a citizen just so he could play in the world baseball classic. And now he's coming through for them. Badass. And he said, I don't, he said, I would love to beat Japan because team Mexico is just so, uh, what do you say? Something along the lines of like, I want to beat Japan and I hope Cuba beats USA. Cause I want to beat Cuba. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> starting, okay. Starting to get national there. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. That's a big hatred because Cuba would not allow him to play on international uh, tours, even though he was one of the best young Cuban players because they were scared he was going to defect like a lot of Cuban players. So they wouldn't even let him then play. So he defected to Mexico and, and he lived there and played in those leagues as like a walk on and then still in the offseason goes and lives in Mexico with his wife and kids. That's like where his, he lives. So that's awesome. He doesn't get to beat Cuba, though. But yeah, but anyway, you can make a star of yourself and more than on-the-field stuff just in this global audience, which is cool. And I, I think for me, the other thing about Randy and Trey Turner is they both look good in Shady Rays. Um, yeah, who doesn't? Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I wear Shady Rays, and I look good and as Trevor bites his tongue. Um, the sun is coming out. Spring has trying to spring in the city. Um and Trev, you were just in the mountains. You know the sun reflects off that snow. You need the hater blockers on. You always need them in sunny Cali. Cali. Uh, and Shady Rays offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames, ex- extremely clear optics, and if you lose them or break them, you'll get a new pair. So these are lifelong sunnies, babe. So exclusive to our listeners... How about code talking 50% off? What? 50% off two plus pairs of Polaroid sunglasses. Get yourself a couple. Get a couple for you, a friend. I don't care. Just doesn't do care. it. Shadyrays.com. Use code talking 50% off two plus. And I think we got some big news coming with Shady Rays soon. So stay Ooh. tuned to that dial. Um, Jim, are you still a ratings guy? Because the rating numbers were, were big time. No, I haven't been. What, what were they? They're like breaking records. It's like, and it's a little, I'm, let me say this. The books are cooked a little bit because like we're saying it's international, but that's also the point. Like it's, the views have been bigger than the World Series and things like that because have you're getting the international been, audience. Have the ratings been bigger than the World Series? Like the actual games? Because I saw a lot of people comparing Twitter view numbers, yeah, which no, is like, oh, that. that's no one gives a fuck about that. Besides like companies like us who that is our bread and butter, <laughs> but like the World Baseball Classic Want you to watch the game. Right. <laughs> they don't care what their tweet does. It's pretty funny. Uh, Jay, so Jay, many you brought it up. That. Do you know if the ratings were more? Do you have it in front? I don't of have you? the numbers with me. Do you oh, have? You're not a numbers guy. I will. I wasn't. You know, I wasn't going to start there. Oh well, where do you want to start? 
Well, I want to start with Edwin Diaz. Oh, we got to go back oh, quite a bit. We, okay. The last time we talked, this was before Puerto Rico, Black Dominican. Um, we don't need to go back into all the gameplay of these games, but hell of a game there. Edwin Diaz comes in the ninth inning. He gets the Timmy Trumpet uh, entrance, comes in and just lights the world on fire. Three strikeouts. See you later. Guys are bouncing up and down. Then all, this, all of a sudden you see a guy sitting on the floor and you don't know what's happening. And unfortunately for Edwin Diaz, season-ending injury. Uh, No? Edwin says he's going to try to come back. I hope so, man. Because that's about as bad as it gets. I mean, it reminds you of Kendris Morales on the the homer. And we talked about that. We were going to ban the the jumping around celebrations. That didn't happen. We still do that. Uh, And now people are kind of calling for the end of it again. And I'm curious your guys' take on, you know, it kind of like leads us into like a little bit of discussion on what this means and how scary it is if you're a Mets fan to have your guy go out there. Now we have also have Jose Altuve uh, breaking his thumb. He's out for eight to ten weeks, which is crazy. I, I um, There's a lot of going on on the internet right now about is it worth it to come play these games? And every single player that plays and it says, yes, it's worth it. We have guys on Team USA saying, if you're a superstar and you get asked to come play this, there's no reason for you not to come play it. I think that kind of says it all. Like, I understand sometimes from the fan base perspective, like, you know, this is awesome, but you still have 162 to go. And you still have, you know, when when this is over, like it's time for for Major League Baseball to start and you want all your guys on the field. Um, But things like this are just kind of, they happen. Well, if it hits you, it sucks. And if, and you know, like I I feel for Mets fans, I do. I think there might be more to it than that. I think, unfortunately, this conversation lost all its nuance and people are just yelling at each other. But I mean, they're talking about like there's quotes about how you must come play. This is awesome. But then there's other quotes like it's not spring training. Like the bats are way different than spring training. And then you have pitchers who are supposed to be in their spring training find it mix now with the adrenaline pumping up way more sure. than they're physically prepared for. And like not as maybe, maybe it is all maybe, maybe not as fine tuned for. So I do think it is a bit more risky than your average spring training where you go take one at bat, two at bat against a guy who's like slowly progressing himself. There's no adrenaline than in this where you have Bard who had adrenaline pumping through his body could not find the zone was like wild. And because of the limitations to the pitching, they keep him in there. And then he hits Altuve, but Gavin Lux had an injury happen during spring training. That was, you know, unfortunate and untimely that's off the bases. And that's Edwin Diaz. That that's not spring training, but some of these hit by pitches. I don't know. I'm just think there is like some, some, some Avenue where you're like, well, you have pitchers that aren't ready to be firing this hard with this much adrenaline. But it could happen in spring training. I fully understand that. But like, then you have Arenado get hit in the hand, and at some point, I do think it it's it's not black and white. There is like a no thought that has to go into it. But it sucks to see people get hurt. And if I had a Yankee in the tournament, I would mm. I would not sure if I There's would one. be like watching. I would be watching nervously. Higgy caught the sure. final inning yesterday. Congrats, Higgy. Yes. Um. Yeah, I see. That's that's where my devil advocate brain kicks in. Is that you know? Hey, guess what? They could be in the fifth inning of a spring training game facing a double A pitcher, and they could be as amped up as they've ever been to face Mike Trout or Mookie Betts, and their fastball can get away. So (laughs) if you're playing the sport of baseball, like it just is what it is. Uh, So that that's where like. For me, it's spring training and you're going to be playing games anyways, right? Like, if you're playing baseball games, if I'm a hitter, I, I want those real at-bats. Like, I, I want guys trying to get me out, not a guy in spring training trying to work on his two-seamer and throwing at every pitch. So, uh, it's the pitcher injury that's the concern, but we really haven't seen that, except Edwin Diaz, which is a post-game yeah. celebration. So The pitcher injury is more of a concern, and we haven't seen a lot of them. But yes. I do wonder if... Remember when they had a rush camp? When was that last year? Or that was 20... Both. Yeah. <laughs> but one was really bad. Lockout and COVID. Summer and camp. I blocked all that from my mind. One of them, we saw so many pitchers go down in the first month. Was that last year? Or is that 2020? No, 
I think it was last year. I think it might have been last year in the first month. Like we because started. nobody knew when this when it was going to happen, and all of a sudden we snapped our fingers, and here was spring training. Yeah, and I remember, and there was articles about record amount of pitchers like going down in April. Um, I do think There's, you have to think about that a little bit, but the injuries we've seen have been mostly just unfortunate. Yeah, and there's no perfect solution for this. There's no perfect timing for it. People are saying, oh, we should take off the summer and do a week during then. I, I don't really agree with that. I think this is probably the most ideal time. I don't think like after the season makes sense. Uh, so we were talking before the show, and you know, from a player's perspective, sure, it's easy to say everyone should go play in this, and, and we'd all like to see all of our stars go play in this, but like from a player's perspective, again, you have a very small window of earning potential. So like if, if I'm a guy who's, if I'm Ian Happ and I talked to Ian about this and he's like, dude, I would have played 100%. Like if uh, he's like, I was on a short list, didn't get called, but if I would play, he's in a contract year. Like for me at that point, you really have to think about like, well, the WBC isn't going to, I'm not going to get paid from the WBC. Like I have to go do it on the major league baseball field. So like, those are the, those are the thoughts that, these guys are having most guys want to go do this. And like I said, even Ian have, this is me now talking uh, about what I would do. Uh, he said he wanted to go play. I think there were like times where you said, yeah, 100% I want to go like all these young guys, like Bobby Wood jr. And, and Higgy, like, I think it's so cool. They're kind of like almost grooming these guys for like the next WBC, like come get your feet wet, enjoy the atmosphere, learn from these guys. Cause you're probably going to be our starting shortstop in 2026 or whatever it is. But there are, it's just, it's okay that it's nuanced. It's okay that like some guys want to do it and some guys don't want to do it. It doesn't take away from the importance of it because it is, I mean, how can you watch these games and not see like what it means to the fans and what it means to these players? I mean, the emotion, when's the last time we saw like any of these guys have these emotions during a baseball game, like playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs or big games, but, but like not even the playoffs. You see him spill out of the dugout in the playoffs? No. Not like that. It, it's it's the Phillies games, they were like pretty hyped up. Those are awesome. The Trey, no, no, the Trey Turner Grand Slam is yeah, for non walk off spilling out of the dugout like that is kind of crazy. And that slow mo shot of Trout behind him and then Mookie behind him is everything really cool. nuts. It's uh, you know, I'm I'm in a position where I should talk about our society that I, the the reason why the conversation has gotten, you know, kind of weird in a bad place online is that whenever you try to tell people what they should care about, like you, you kind of ended up in the wrong spot. So like, hey, guess what? The World Baseball Classic could mean a lot to you. And that's really cool. And enjoy it. The World Baseball Classic could mean nothing to you. And that's fine. That's your prerogative. I don't care. But to try to tell other people it doesn't matter to them, that's... uh. That's none of your business. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think the World Baseball Classic, the other thing going on is in this post-COVID world, like people, people are caring more about activities and things that you can do and experience because we lived that timeline where you couldn't experience anything and everyone's like itching to go. So, um, I, I think this has been a tremendous step for the World Baseball Classic. Like you mentioned Trev, before we start recording, this is this is the fifth one. Like it, fifth or sixth. It, this is still new in in the realm of anything that I think we're working to a great spot. And I, I think the best spot would be is the midseason idea that you mentioned. I don't think we'll ever get there because you're talking about owners and MLB having to shuffle a lot uh, for four years. And hey, I guess what ran through my head a second ago is. You know when MLB owners and teams make things work, work out? When the money works out. So if there's a way to make that work, they'll make it work, and you'll have pitchers at midseason. And if, if you're a, you know, a Yankees fan and Garrett Cole has thrown 100 pitches the last five starts and they say, hey, we need him for 75 for Team USA, you'd say, hell yeah. Why not? Fire me up. Because um, you're playing games anyways. I don't know if we'll ever get there, but even where we're at right now, uh, I think it's a great step for the WBC. It's a great step for baseball. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think comparing it to the other international sports, 
like I said, with, with soccer, trying to get to the World Cup, that's what they do. They pause midseason, and they have all the players fit, and that's why it's successful. Um, for basketball, we've seen the ebbs and flows of it, where we've seen Team USA kind of roll out their C squad, and then they got that work by some of the foreign countries, mm-hmm. and then everyone was kind of back in. So that's, that's where you talk about, and where, Jim, that image and how cool – you know, baseball through the years and whether you've been up to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown or you see, you know, we're, I feel spoiled with some of the Yankees spring training when we see the, the Andy Pettits hanging around and, and some Willie Randolph's teaching the second baseman how to turn double plays and stepping on the new big bag. Um, that man, it's, um, it's really cool that we're going to look back one day and it's going to be, oh, wow, Bobby Witt Jr. was on that team? Cedric with, Mullins. With Wayno. With Ken Griffey as a coach? Like, what? Um, they're in a good spot. I wonder if they can take it to a next level. And if they can't, that's okay, too. Yeah, is, is it recency bias? Or am I thinking, like, this has been the most popular WBC? And is that a social media thing? Is it because Shohei's in it? Like, it feels to me like people are invested no, in it this year. ratings are way up compared to last the last world baseball. Classic, we had some moments. Sure. We still think about the Adam Jones catch. Like yep. that's, that sticks in everyone's brain. So there were moments, but so for some reason, this one feels huge. Yeah. And, and maybe it's, I mean, but ratings. the Latin countries freaking brought it, bro. They brought it. I think they made this feel big. Like Puerto Rico versus Dominican and an elimination game. That's massive. That grouping Mexico, Mexico's in the group, but it was Venezuela, Dominican, Puerto Rico, them all going up against each other. And those guys, it's it's just like for years you hear people talking about winter ball and like you got to go experience winter ball. It's like, well, it's winter ball. I don't want to go play anymore. I want my time off. But like anyone that's ever gone down there and played said this is an unreal atmosphere. You got to see it. And now the people who haven't been down there were kind of seeing it, you know, elevated. And it's they have absolutely brought it from day one. And I think that I think maybe that's to me the been the difference is just like that Miami scene has been crazy. Crazy. I think that's where, you know, the TV ratings, I just looked at them and it's a very hard world to navigate, but I, I don't think it's doing well compared to MLB games. It's it got like one point five mil, but I think like the first the first round of postseason games get three million. But then they have streaming numbers. It's very TV ratings is so stupid. It's very hard how they aggregate it and make it dumb. But uh, compared to the last WBC, it's doing really well. I don't think it's outperforming MLB big games like judges going for the record game or the last game of the season for the Braves. They still did better than the World Baseball Classic. But butts in seats is amazing. And I think that also comes with representing your country. You're really rooting for a nation, not individual teams or like a region or a group of guys. And all, and also it's once every four years. So it's a little bit hotter of a ticket, but that's been great. The fact that they sold out all the games is awesome. Do you think, so I think it's every three years. Do you think that's, I think it was that, every three years, but then they changed it to four. Cause it was 06, do you think that's right? Like, do you 06, think it should be every 09, two years, or do you think you, it, this 17. is good? Uh, three's probably fun. I don't know if they change it to four. I think it went 06, 09, then 13, then 17. So I don't know if they're at four now. And then 23. It looks like they did formally switch to the four-year cycle from 13 to 17. And up. Uh, pandemic screwed up the one we're doing now so now it's been six years but i'm kind of mad that i have to wait for more of this it's so fun i've had i've really enjoyed watching two's too quick maybe well that's the other problem that it used to be an olympic sport but they took baseball out of the olympics so that was supposed to be part of the juggle um so isn't that just host city like Whoever hosts it, they changed it for like uh, gymna- uh, not gymnastics. They changed it for her. Well, Japan, like- Japan, they put it back in, but it's out. That was like a, an yeah. exception. Like they put it back in just because Japan hosted it. But for the rest of the, the time, it's not going to be in unless, yeah, the host city's like we need it. Well, if it becomes an Olympic sport, then that change. Then you don't need the WBC. Then you do it every four. Yeah, but then I, it, I like then three. you don't have pros playing in it. That's like it's. Right. It becomes two. It's two different events, yeah. which again is okay. 
if you want to put the yeah. the amateurs in to go win, try to win a gold medal, that's pretty cool too. And if you're not into that, that's all right. Um, and yeah, the the num the number I had before was the the Japanese Italian baseball game. Oh, um, okay. It was like the most watched thing in Japan ever. So that's the number that cooks the books the most on the the watching. Is it like half the TVs in Japan? So, yeah, it was watched more than the Super Bowl. In quotes. Nice. So that's huge. You know what else is huge? Blue Moon. Bang. Mm. Put a couple of those down the gullet this weekend. Are you kidding me? I did too. My Huskies on the way to the Sweet 16 again. Uh, and Trev. I only gave him a shot. No, not really. First half. Yeah. Got to let Patino get his rocks off. He's a good coach. Every coach should have to go to a one-bid conference in the twilight of their career, like Bayheim. Like, you think you're good? Go to a one-bid conference. See if you can get him to the tournament. Because Patino did it like four years in a row. Yeah, he had more scandals than Bayheim just becoming a bad coach. But Blue Moon, that's good beer. <laughs> Trev drank it. I drank it. Mm. Jim thought about drinking it. BBD had one. Just one. Take care of yourself. Get it delivered. Stay in. We got the finale. We got the, what do we got? The semifinal and the finale of the WBC. Why not order yourself some Blue Moon? Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Uh, that whole sentence just does it for me. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Blue Moon, made brighter, celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Co. Golden, Colorado. We got a link in the description. Get it delivered. Have a beer. Some people have been tweeting some Blue Moons at me. I'll tell you what. I like that a lot. Thanks, Blue Moon. Thanks, Blue Moon. Do you guys want to talk about, like, the actual games a little bit? I mean, the yes. USA games, at least. The USA-Venezuela game was awesome. So was Puerto Rico-Mexico. That was an awesome game with Randy Rosarini making that, that mm. catch in deep left center. Um, and the big comeback by Mexico in the uh, seventh inning. But... The USA game against Venezuela was cool. And it was cool to see Venezuela doing big things, like a nice lineup, fun atmosphere. But I think that's been my favorite game. Nine to seven. Usually I wouldn't say I like nine to seven games. I like the Mexico 5-4, you know, a little defense, a little pitching. But U.S. has to put up runs to win. Well, they put up three runs in the top of the first, and you know we're like, okay, like uh, are the bats coming alive? Because we know this team USA, I mean, that's kind of the calling card is the, the offense, and we're gonna we're gonna figure it out with our pitching staff. No shots fired at these guys, uh, three nothing. But then Venezuela comes back; they put up two in the first, and then it became a game. Um, when we we were sitting around having dinner at my at my buddy's place. By the way, he has Blue Moon on tap, so I did drink. Oops. I did drink some Blue Moons. Um, and I, I was going, <laughs> mm. I was going over, it was a, it was couples. There was like 10 people. Okay. And I was going over my hot boy list. Nice. Okay. So there was a couple guys on team USA that are on my hot boy list. One of them was Trey Turner and, um, we're sitting there and he comes up and he gets two strikes on him. And I'm like, yeah, this is my guy, though. Like, watch out. He hits that home run. The whole freaking room erupted, dude. It was, like, such a cool, special moment. Like, not all these people are baseball fans. Um, but after he hit that, I got a lot of comments about, well, yeah, he, we really like him. I was like, oh, now you like Trey Turner. Now yeah. you think he's good looking. And also, um, JT Rio Muto was the big hit in the room. Oh, because he stared one. down the pitcher after getting hit? Yeah, and he spit. And he spit at him. Yeah, He liked it. Of course. You're going to hit me? I'm going to stare at you and spit at you. It's a fair trade. That was, I mean, that home run. Is that, I mean, he says it's the biggest hit he's ever had, which is kind of crazy to think about. Trey Turner's played in some really big games, but the emotion you saw come out of him was Yeah, I mean, I think it's really funny when you ask these. Recency bias is a pretty big thing in psychology and, you know. Hey, was that the biggest home run you ever hit when the adrenaline's still going? Like, 10 years, he might have the same exact answer. I'm not disputing that. But obviously, these guys are going to say the best and nicest things about the thing that they're currently doing and enjoying and playing well. Uh, you know, if you're a criminal detective, okay. you can't be asking those questions right away. They would get dismissed in court. Okay. But anyway, it was awesome. And it was the terrible 0-2 pitch. And I think... yeah. 
his next homer in the next game is he had another 0-2 home run. So that's where it's been uh, – the pitching's been, like, from these other teams. Even from the U.S., it's not great. A lot of high scoring. Japan's got the best pitching. Japan has really good pitching. Shout out my guy, uh, Luis Arise, for coming and showing up and mm. doing his thing. That so far seems like a fun trade. Like Larissa Rise has showed out in you know in front of his home crowd now doing his thing and and the Twins fans are are loving Lopez so like it seems like we're kind of like all happy about this one, which loving is good. Lopez, uh, yeah, Lopez, he took the loss I think right for Team Puerto Rico. I think he came in after the mess and almost got out of it, but then didn't. Yeah. He inherited bases loaded, no out. So never mind. He's not yeah. to blame at all. They love the trade now, and then if. Pablo Lopez or Luis Arise has depends. two bad games. Everyone will turn on them. You think, the you think the Marlins are like seeing Arise hit homers and be like, hey, butthead. Don't do got, that. Don't, we don't want you to have it in the bottom, you know? He's like, I like this yeah. stadium. I can, I can hit him out. And the home crowd loves him. And, don't you know, that, Kim Ang is like, nah. No. Uh, We're working pitchers. Bat to ball. Long rallies. Run. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I love. Um, when you look at the lineups on paper, and it, it's funny with some of the, you know, some of the international teams that you're like, ooh, okay, stacked. Like, let's go. Or, you know, even Cuba, who's, again, missing, like, a chunk of their guys because they put up rules that if you defected during a tournament, you couldn't play. But if you defected kind of recently and all right, we'll let you play. No, no. If you defected, you couldn't play. No. They, some of the newer guys, like. Well, they didn't defect. They were allowed to leave. Because the rules changed. Allowed to defect. Um, Venezuela. Not def- <laughs> okay. Not defecting. Top to bottom. Top to bottom. Even guys on the bench. Eddie Escobar. Renjifo on the bench. I mean, these are guys that, I mean, my goodness. Like, Venezuela doesn't get talked about like the DR and, and some of the other, uh, like, Caribbean countries. But, man, what they have as their program Pretty cool. I mean, Jimenez and Torres at the bottom of the lineup. Even, even a uh, Trev's Eugenio Suarez, um, stacked. Good for Venezuela. They need more baseball love. The I Dodgers. I was looking love. at. I was looking at. I like looking at Fangrass of the the makeup of teams from like what countries. I think the Dodgers had. There was one team that had primarily Venezuelans as the second, not Dominican Republic. I know the Yankees have a lot right now. But I think the Dodgers also um, have a ton of Venezuelans. No, the Royals have six Venezuelans. Yeah. But when you go when you go through this, you do realize like, oh shit, that is like a, it's like DR then Venezuela as MLB players. U.S. DR Venezuela. I want to I want to give a shout out to uh, our guy Tim Anderson, who I feel like a a lot of the time people dismiss what he does offensively because he's like a high Babbitt guy. And like he continuously gets called like, Oh, it's lucky. He just, how does he keep doing it? He just, he's one of those guys that people will say, Oh, he just got that touch. He finds holes, but he's been doing it for a long time. He's been finding those holes for a long time. He's been putting up an average for a long time and seeing him move over to second base. is really cool. Like, I think like the combination of him and Trey Turner uh, is like really fun to watch. And he just kind of like, goes about his business and I, I don't know the, he's really really grown on me since I've since I've left the game I, I I thought he was good he made some really good plays on me so I made a little, little bit of hate towards him there wow took a hmm. took some hits away from me a little bit of competitive juice but as I step back now and I'm just a, a fan of the game and, I, and I'm watching the guys around I really enjoy watching him I don't know if it's because I just love shortstops but but guys being able to move positions like that and still continue to perform it's pretty cool. I don't know the White Sox. I don't know the White Sox depth chart or roster makeup. I mean, I could look it up and refresh my brain, but they said on the broadcast, like, I wonder if this opens up opportunities for the White Sox, knowing that he can play second if that becomes a better situation. I don't know if that's true. Uh, White Sox fans, you tell me if there's any like budding prospect or any scenario where this becomes like a, a benefit. But it is cool to see a guy go play a new position. And it, you could also see him kind of adjusting, like him and uh, Goldie. Mm-hmm. He didn't know whose pop up that was, and Goldie yep. like was like, "Dude, I don't catch those. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you're the second baseman. <laughs> no, you catch." I hit. Yeah, that's what I do. 
dude his swing oh my god i mean we're kind of jumping all over the place here people there's a lot there's a lot that's happened since the last time we got on the sticks uh his homer last night against um the heck did they play last cuba cuba sorry the way he pulled his hands in on that pitch Mm. and what kind of bat is goldie using it looks like like a like a piano leg at the at the bottom (laughs) like there's such a huge counterweight on the bottom so that that thing must feel so light in his hands, but I bet you it's like a 34-ounce bag, which is massive. But I bet you it feels so light because of that counterbounce. And I'm, oh, I'm, that I'm, knob? I'm, having, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, yeah, it's big. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm, I'm does having look Teddy like a watch bed these post games. or some shit. Yeah. I'm having Teddy watch these games. I'm like, look, man, like, look at look at what these guys do. Like, when when they get two strikes or like when they're in an offensive count, like things, things are a little bit different and you just watch these guys work at bats. And I think I put that out there. Like the, the swings, like Arenado was taking, you know, when staying inside that ball down the line, like it's not about your a swing people. Mm. Like, yeah, you got to work on your a swing, but you got to be able to just put the barrel on the fucking ball and staying inside the ball. is so important. And these guys are just showing, they're putting an absolute offensive clinic on right now. You know, like Trey Turner, he ain't trying to hit home runs with two strikes. He's trying to put the barrel on the ball and things are happening. The point I wanted to make about Mike Trout too, is he's been getting beat up inside. People have, and that's that's where you pitch Mike. You got to go in and make him chase. And he has been chasing off. But I believe it was his last at bat last night. It could have been his second to last at bat last night. Gets the base hit to right field. If there's one thing that's going to get Mike Trout going, it's that. Like getting the getting the ball out over the plate, taking it to right field, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes into the final game now and just goes fucking off, and he becomes sorry, Trey Turner. I'm gonna steal Captain America fucking logo from you. Like he's that's the bat that'll get Mike Trout locked in is going the other way, staying inside the ball, letting it travel a little bit longer, seeing it, and we're going. But the the everything from Jeff McNeil choking up 40 inches on mm. the bat to to Goldie with his knob and how he handled it. Arenado swing that ball to right field when he didn't even finish it. It was like a two-handed split grip finish. It's just been awesome, dude. I love watching these guys do their thing. That was that Arenado one was one of the only times uh you saw a guy I was watching I was thinking about this. He he was just like I'm going to put this ball in play. Yeah. I don't know what the count was, but he hadn't seen a lot of balls. I think he struck out earlier in the game, and he just blocked that uh, changeup. Oh, blo- yeah, away. that was a block, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He just was like, I'm just going to put this in play. I think he was talking to Goldie about it afterwards. I think there was two outs, and and uh, I was trying to read his lips. Everyone was passing around. It looked like he was talking about, like, I was just swinging at a ball. I didn't want to get pitched around uh, or something like that. But um, they're just jumping fastballs, like – it was if you see an off speed, the next one might be a fastball and just swing, and that's what they were doing versus Cuba yesterday, and that's how Turner and Goldie hit their home runs. Both came after seventy-seven mile per hour curveballs, pitch one, ninety-three mile per hour fastballs, kind of inside that they just turned on. And to update the Venezuelan thing, only two teams don't have a Venezuelan on them: Toronto and Cincinnati on the forty-man roster. Every other team got a representative. The Arenado one was the one that changed. Uh, last night's game because they had the reliever come in. It looked like he was going to have a clean inning. He was lined up. The U.S. had put numbers on the board in each inning, and then Arenado slaps that one down the line with that swing. Um, and, yeah, then uh, the David versus Goliath. Goliath kind of broke out. Yeah. Well, they were up pretty big at that point, I think. Yeah, I think it was 5 or 6-1, but still, like, that's it, to get a zero on the board – and be able to move on to, like, the next thing, and they couldn't do that, that was kind of, that was game over. Turner hits another one later on. And he had four RBIs. So he hits the grand slam in the quarterfinal, and then the semifinal, it goes three for five with two homers. Four RBIs. How about that Alfredo Despain? Despain? I played against him. I played against him. Like He's twice. got that Storielli <laughs> gumption to him. 2009, I played against that guy, and he was hitting freaking absolute tanks for Cuba. I think he has something like 450 career homers over all the leagues he's played in in, in Cuba. Um, but, yeah, some of these guys, like with like the Cuban national team, you'll, they, they've been playing forever. 
like 15, 20 years on these teams and like they just do it. And it's it's pretty cool to see, dude. Like Cuba is not, they're not where they have been in years past as far as like powerhouse baseball wise. Uh, but when you see those the red jerseys show up, it like you're it's it's a little frightening, dude. Like that's this is Cuba, you know, like their baseball team, like they there's a storied history there, and um, you know, they're never gonna be an, an easy game ever, but they're they're kind of de- they're a little deflated right now as far as the guys they're putting out there. The USA Q- USA Cuba game was the all cardinals for the USA team, like you guys are talking about. Astros were pretty heavily involved in the quarterfinal, the Venezuela game. I mean, uh, Altuve got hurt, which that stinks, but you have Tucker. He had a really big day at the plate. Presley comes in to pitch. Luis Garcia got it done on the bump for him. Uh, I was like, oh, there's Astros everywhere here. So it's kind of cool to see that when it was on both sides. You're like, they're everywhere. And then Tucker doesn't play the next game. You're like, what? But I think DeRosa's got a lot of rules he has to follow. Like, some teams are saying don't start them two days in a row. I know relievers are being, like, told you can't start them two days in a row. Like, uh, the quarterfinal game, he had four pitchers available. He has three of them. And when Wayno was in trouble, it was like, oh, shit. That first inning with Wayno. I mean, come on. Baseball, And Loop was the only reliever. Loop was the only reliever available for DeRosa in that game. So, that was a scary first inning. Yeah, Kenny Kenny Rosenthal, our guy, came on the screen and was like, the magic number is three. And that's what he wanted to use, three pitchers in that game. So he could kind of have all hands on deck for the finals. They ended up doing it, which was yeah. great. But Wayno did not do pitchers a service. I know you're getting up there in age, big guy, but those were some some rough plays. The first one, the the, cho- the, the Baltimore chop. The chopper was tough. That was tough. I was watching that because I might do a little breakdown on it because uh, it was just huge to escape that. But that was kind of tough. I was watching it in slow-mo trying to think, like, how could he have... Because it wasn't on the fly, so you can't catch it, like, dive to catch it. You have to let it drop. I think once you let it bounce, you have to just hope it, let it go and hope it rolls Yeah, he was hoping it bounced the other way and just bounced straight up. Yeah, otherwise you got to kind of, like, run to the spot and pick it on the short hop. That one was, I think, kind of a perfect spot, especially for Wayno. The other other one... He just missed it. It was just because he had a mat. He has a massive glove. Like pitchers use massive gloves. And it was this big old glove going there and the ball just like not even close to it. Just yeah. underneath it. And Anderson's going to set but set up for the double play. And you're just like, no, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and yeah, I think the the Kyle Tucker thing not not playing in last night's game. I, I think I was getting overblown just a little bit. Like I, I get it. Altuve got hit and we're doing the injury conversation. We just talked about it. But it's, you know, not like they're throwing Oh, Tucker's not playing today. Ploofy. We we need a couple innings out of you. Schwarbo got the start. Alonzo moved to DH. Like, you know, the lineup worked. The lineup worked. Yeah, it was just how good he had, he was in the game before. One of the best players in baseball. Four hundred million. Time USA man. alum, no big deal. You're talking crap God. about me. Represent this country for us. You, me, and Homer Bailey. Where were we? South America somewhere? Barquismiano. Excuse me? Italy? Yeah. Caracas. Caracas, that's right. Oh, I had one more thing I wanted to say about this game. Now I can't remember what I was going to say. Cuba or Venezuela? I think it was the Cuban game. I hope I, I again I'll reiterate, I hope it's I hope it's Japan versus the US. I think that's kind of a classic matchup. Although like Mexico and being like kind of like the dark horse team coming through, we did look at their roster like this is kind of like okay. I can get really get behind this. Who's Who's starting tonight? Beavers, can you look up who's starting tonight for us? Patrick Sandoval, Sandoval. and Sasaki. Roki. Oh, that's a big matchup. The kid. Yeah. Sandoval, Sandoval has looked absolutely filthy. Go Angels fans. Let's go, Angels fans. Yeah. He he diced up Mike Trout. That's gonna be a fun conversation for them to have. Otani may relieve now, they're saying. Yeah. I thought he was I thought the reports where he was going back to Angels camp, but he's like going to be a hitter and then he might even relieve. Well, when's, when's um, he's pitching the lat like five days before opening day. So I don't know. uh, Okay. I don't know when that is. Well, the Angels sent him an email saying, could you please stop pitching? And then the trout. There's no way he's going to relieve in the fucking final. There's no way. I would love it. 
They said he's never pitched on less than five days rest. It'll be four and a half days rest. Um, he's never he hasn't come out of the bullpen since Lord knows when. Like, be interesting to see. He um uh, he will start for the Angels on th- March twenty fourth is what Nevin said. So they would have to have abandoned that plan. This is like we a bullpen day maybe this, for him. Uh, he, gets, yeah, he gets twenty pitches. Trying to do the reliever bullpen day. Close it out with Shohei. But then he would. Well, that's tonight, right? So then today's the twentieth. So, so the twenty first of the championship. So he could still hit on in the championship game. Because I was with you, Trev. I thought that meant he was not going to be with the team at all. Yeah. But now I just didn't do the math calculation. So he can still play and hit with them because that gives him time after the 21st, fly, fly back and make your start. And if they win, I mean, if they win tonight, because Mexico is good. Sandoval's a stud, man. Two two nine one ERA last year, 26 years old. And Randy's on a mission. Randy, Randy's on a does mission. Does that guy mind a big game? I don't know. Um, they got a full that, I think they, they still have Darvish lined up for the championship and game if they... Joey Manessis. Trev, did you... You didn't watch the full Mexico... Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico game. game. That was the one game uh, over the weekend that it, I kind of missed. Did you see I saw the highlights. Clip? I don't know if they put this in highlight packages. I put it in the breakdown, but Randy is throwing his glove off. And I don't know if he does this all the time. Like, Rays fans, let me know. Anytime the ball wasn't put in play and was a strike, he spiked his glove in the outfield so he could two-hand clap. What? Randy feeds into it. Randy knows okay. what he's doing. Some people tweeted that they were at the game, like, behind him, and they are like, he was awesome. Like, he was, like, just yeah, watching Yeah, he's, like, signing him. gloves during the game. Yeah, yeah, like, just watching and interacting with him was worth the price of mission. But, yeah, when the pitcher threw a strike... And he didn't need his glove because he didn't get put in play. He just threw it on the ground immediately and then started clapping for the pitcher. So, maybe, you know, pitch clock's not going to be able to uh, allow that. Oh, yeah. All, yeah, I was going to talk about that a little bit. My, my take. I, the reason I don't like Twitter that much is when you put something out there, then all of a sudden you have, for the last fucking three or four days, people just arguing in, under my Twitter. I don't like that. How do that I stop tweet. that? You I can mute it. Yeah, yeah. Can mute I need tweet. to mute it. I can't. I hate it. Yeah. It makes me not want to use Twitter. Um, so I will do that. But the question I had for you, James, uh-huh. the pitcher, Quijada, that gave up the Grand Slam, throws his glove, and it bounces back. How did that happen? I don't know. What I the was, fuck was I that? I was like surprised by that. I mean, not only did it bounce back up to him, it bounced back up to him really fast. Like a fucking trampoline. He threw it on a trampoline. Like, what was that about? I mean, Kahada throws, what, 96 miles per hour? So if you bring You go that, try to do that with a yeah, glove right you now. you go try like, to go do try that, to... Trev? You're in your backyard. You got a glove. Like, after this recording, can you... And then send I'm, it to... I'm going send to. Send it to BBD. 59. If you do it fast it, enough, BBD can too. put it on, on the screen right here, maybe. I don't know. What happened there? Dude, I don't know. I mean, it was... Hard dirt, right? Because it's the back of the mound. Could it have but, been on the rubber, on the rubber perfectly. Oh, that's funny if it was on the rubber perfectly. Or like, did he like kick it back up to himself? It was bizarre. Hacky sacked it. You know, he was so mad at his glove. Like, why did you just come back up to my chest? <laughs> Horrible pitch glove. <laughs> or, it, or it made him like smile because he's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, what's just happened? Maybe he's I thinking the that. same thing. What the fuck? Yeah. That was wild. Bad but honestly, that was that was um, that was one of the more fun moments I've had watching baseball um, in a long time. That that homer, like that was fucking nuts. Yeah, it was a moment. There's a lot of people that your your crew in in Park City will remember Trey Turner for that. And that's uh, you know, when you were talking about Happer before and how he you know contract year and blah blah. blah. I don't know. It say the U.S. goes to a championship game. Say it is against Japan. And say Ian Happ hit two home runs in that game. I don't know. Like, hasn't everyone been tracking Otani's followers on Instagram and they've like doubled in in a week yeah. or two? So yeah, there's there's value to the WBC in a lot of different yes. avenues. It's uh is it different? Yeah. Um, but it's pretty cool too, man. It's freaking bring me back a little bit, man. I don't I'm not gonna talk about myself. Okay. On screen, Jake and uh, Jimmy, I'll call you later, and we'll just have a huge conversation about me and my Team USA experiences. But okay. there was a little bit of me that I'm not rooting for Team USA to lose. Let me start over. Wow! But <laughs> if they do lose, Trev, not kidding, not a joke. 
you're on deck for that manager's gig. That's a joke. That's a joke, guys. Dude, what's DeRosa been doing? DeRosa's been in studio for the past however many years. He played in the World Baseball Classic, so I think he had like a connection to the... Has Trev played for Team USA? I qualified for the World Baseball Classic. Thank you very much. You know, it's uh, I do have a healthy relationship with USA Baseball. Paul Seiler, what's up? I always get... That's why I mess up Peter Seidler's name because I'm thinking about my boy Paul over there. Um, I would. I, this is what I would do. I would like to coach like a youth team. Not um, the WBC might be a little above my pay grade right now. Like let me get in on that youth uh, aspect. Michael Kadire is doing it right now. I would love to take a team overseas or or down south and and, and get the boys riled up because I think <laughs> Team USA made me like a man. Kind of. Yes. Because you... Something was bigger than you? You just don't... Yeah, you just don't know if you're good enough. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're playing with the best players in the country. And you're like, oh, shit, I am good enough. Like, it really helped my confidence out a lot. Um, So I, I, I think very fondly of it. And the experiences are just incredible. So I, I would do that. But WBC, I mean, we're being serious here. And that's that's not in the cards for me just, just yet. I don't know. Rosa again, I I started the show this way, but he's he's done a great job. Yeah, people were really mad about the bard inning, but he's you, you got to understand what he has to deal there's with. So right? much like, going on, it's not yeah. your normal managing. And also, if you go back to that bard inning, he threw some decent pitches. It was I went back and watched it. Wasn't as crazy as I thought. He he got that the one hit was a complete check swing that like just blooped over uh, his head in the infield. Yeah. And then he was wild. I mean, he was wild, but we've seen a couple of pitchers in this in this tournament come out and just like lose it, can't find it at all. I mean, it could be the adrenaline thing that you alluded to earlier, James, and, and just they're not ready for this type of atmosphere yet. That that sucked. Jose Altuve getting hurt is just brutal, man. It sucks, and that's absolutely brutal. Out for a little bit. Um, if there's one team that can handle it, probably it's the Astros, who are still going to be okay. And if he comes back for the second half, uh, and is Altuve, then you're yeah. gonna be you're gonna be okay for the Astros because uh, they're pretty good, pretty and, deep. And we're um, but it does stop. It does suck, obviously. You know, we 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 were even dancing around pre-show because again, like some of these have become hot buttony. And yeah, Trev, if if it was if it was Aaron Judge out eight to ten weeks, would we have a different tone? A thousand percent, right? So, um, I don't know, especially in like an AL West that you know are are the Mariners. Are they going to dance with the Astros? Like, what if the Mariners beat the Astros in the West by one game this year? Like, I don't know. We're, we're going to look back at the WBC and say, what, what kind of impact did it have? So there's still ripple effects coming, and we'll probably, I'll probably walk over my words a little bit. But um, I'd bet a lot of money that Jose Altuve was going to play in the next WBC. I bet a lot of money. Oh, and dude, start signing me up, Trev. You you talked me into one day thick Mike Trout as a DH one day, like forty mm. one year old Trouty, just like dinger or bust. Um, I mean, give me like give me the legend Jose Altuve at age like forty five tapping into the WBC. Like, give me that. There is a difference for those countries, and that's where like there's nuance to the debate of like it does mean more. To Venezuelans and uh, then it uh, and D- Dominicans to then Americans like I I don't think that's up for debate. We have our domestic league, which is Major League Baseball, where the top players come. Like you know, Venezuela has a domestic league and it gets uh, uh, viewers, and they have the Caribbean series, which I enjoy watching, which is all the domestic leagues uh, in winter ball in Latin America. But it's it's a, like. This isn't going to mean more to Americans than the World Series. I don't think that's that going to happen. Yeah, it, baseball maybe it's is life. Two different parts of the brain. But we have the excuse, kind of like Cuba had the excuse, like, well, not all our best players are here. Where, And I wonder, I don't know the depths of the Venezuelan team and Dominican and who's not there. I'm, I'm sure it's not all, you know, like one for one, the best top 20 players. Mm-hmm. But it was a little sad to see the Venezuelan crowd, like, lose. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, they're fun. That's just great baseball. And they're passionate because it is. I mean, there's other sports in those countries, but baseball is king. 
I don't think baseball's king in our country right now. I think football's king in our country right now. I could maybe make the argument that basketball, I, I think it's football and then kind of everything else right now, but in, you know, Venezuela and, 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 and Dominican, like it's, it's baseball. Like all the heroes are baseball people. It's, it's, that's, that's kind of the difference. It's just, it's, it's different in the words of Jimmy O'Brien's Jersey Shore beach video. Yeah. What year is that? 1989 or something like that. It's different. different. It's different. Um, Cause yeah. yeah, I mean, even going back to the previous rounds, wasn't it, was it Taiwan um, and Japan that have had a, a couple crazy games and like it, it means the world to them. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's different scales. And now like I just in my head had a, have a 44 year old Altuve leading Venezuela to victory. And like, how cool would that be for him? If he'd been like retired for two years, just busted it out for the tourney. Like it, it opens some different avenues that the World Series does not. And so does BetterHelp, Trev. BetterHelp, go get yourself some better help. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process. It really is, man. My goodness. There's days when I look in the mirror. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You'll fill out a survey. You'll get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash baseball. Hello. The name of the show. 10% off your first month. BetterHelp.com slash baseball. I think we crushed it. Can you turn the Bluetooth on? You never know what's going to happen. It's different. You can stay together forever, or it's different. That's you? No. Whatever happens, happens, but it's different every night, and you meet new No, it's just a really good sound sound clip from this... Drunk girl in a documentary. It's different. It's different. It's different. I thought that was like a, a eight-year-old Jimmy O'Brien. No, it's a really drunk girl. It's different. <laughs> Every night, you never know what's going to happen. Then it's just different. MLB season. That's how they should promote it. Do we um? Do we have to redo the Rockies TPP now that Profar signs with them, or what's? Let's wait for the IKF trade. Okay. Oh, center fielder IKF. The Rockies have had just a crazy amount of injuries, and I was you don't root for those, but you know, Coach Tuck was kind of like, "Hey, there's a better chance for you to make the team now." But Profar coming in, kind of that's what their answer to that was. What was a seven point seven for a year? He gets um, less than what he opted out of with the Padres, or or just seven hundred more or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but probably more playing time. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to think about that. You know, how many at bats am I going to get? Now he's going to come here. He's going to start every single day. So, um, go Rockies, right? Trade deadline. If the Rockies ever push the button, unless it's Arenado and they pay for him to leave, <laughs> he's such a stud. <laughs> Still not on my hot boy list. Wow. Arenado. Not not your style. He's the one that everyone gets mad at me for. Okay. We're too close to the situation because he's kind of, he's a baseball hardo. I, I say that in an endearing way, but I think for hot boy list, you know, it might be too much. It might be overwhelming. He might be like showing up at your apartment unannounced and you're like, whoa. I mean, like, this is very subjective. People have very strong opinions on different, like different. Sure looks, but this is my list. You want to put your own list out there, right. put your own list out there. Sure, fine, I will. John Jaso. Mm. <laughs> He's pretty odd. Number one. John Jaso. You're in the Pirates. He's a tight. John Jaso's your guy. Well, World Baseball Classic, we got the, another semifinal tonight, Japan-Mexico, and then the championship game, USA versus winner of that. So we'll probably recap that on next episode, and then whatever other spring training updates happen. It's funny these guys coming back, like Glaber coming back from Venezuela. Now he's just like in Tampa taking swing at bats. Yeah. Spring at bats. Fuck. It's different. What's a Machado, I think, homered in his first at bat back. And if I'm him, I'm just like, I'm good. 
I'm good, yeah. It's like, wait, what? Let's start this season. We're doing this for another week it's, and a half. It's this time where, yeah, the guys are like, I'm ready to go, but now you have to play even more. That's what, that's what sucks <laughs> with the end of spring training. They'll make you play like six or seven innings instead of like three. You're like, dude, what? I don't, I'm ready. I don't need this, but it's that time of spring training. Shit, the mm-hmm. season's here. 11 days. Shit, shit. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube. Leave a review if you're on iTunes or whatever. Appreciate you. Love you. Go, go baseball. Go USA. Jake sucks. Who is Roki Sazaki? Primer on Japan's Monster Everywhere. David Adler tweet. Hey, Yoshi's crushing it. That's it. Go Red Sox. I always say that. <laughs>